This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Garrett Carlson, who has been the sponsor of the Summer in the Park uh, Sunday Concert Series and is the owner of the Feed Store Park. Under full disclosure, I have been working with Garrett for six or seven years on the Summer in the Park project, which offers up free concerts to the community. Today we're digging into the history of the Feed Store Restaurant. Garrett, welcome to Valley Views. Thank you for having me. I'm (laughs) pleased to be here. Now, as I recall, the building originally was built about the time of the silver boom. So that would have been in the 1880s. Is that about right? Correct. Yeah, a little before 1900. Yes. Now, I also remember that it was located outside of town. So it was actually moved to the current location. Where where was it originally? It was about 20 miles out of town. I'm not quite sure which direction it was, but it was um, a sawmill. And that's how it first developed. And then when the sawmill sort of finished its work, they picked the whole thing up and uh, moved it into town. And that was right around 1900. And it became the feed store for the town at that time. And do you know how it was moved? It was taken apart? It wasn't rolled down the road on logs or something? <laughs> the, uh, the story I got was the, uh, originally it got put on a train. And, and we had train a train that actually came into the valley, into the town, uh, many, many years ago. It's no longer here now. But they put it on a train. They put it in a couple of pieces. And then when it got into town, then they took it off, put it on um, uh, with some oxen pulling some carts, and they dragged it into town and set it at its uh, present location. Wow. So I understand that the Denver-Rio Grande Railroad, uh, about the turn of the century, about uh, just before 1900, uh, bought the land that the original feed store uh, sat on, and it had to be moved or torn down. So, and and that's about the time that the uh, line went down to Texas Creek, the standard gauge. Correct. Okay. Do you recall other other uses of the feed store? Once it got moved to uh, Westcliff, it became the the feed store, and it was a feed store for. I don't know, 60 years, and then it became a series of other things. It was a hardware store for a while. Oh, someone, right. someone had antiques in it for a while. It became a little restaurant for a while. It was a brothel for a while. <laughs> it, it had a few uses. And, and I noticed uh, right about that time it got moved, it was a home of the electric light plant. Right when uh, gas lamps were going out of, fa- out of style and electricity was coming on, and each of the small towns wanted their own electric plant, so... Right. It's, it's, it's got an amazing history. Now, I can't say I've ever seen a ghost, but uh, local lore has it that the feed store is haunted or has ghosts. That's true. So, so this would be of interest to our uh, <laughs> listeners in Radioland. Tell, tell me about that. Uh, there are a few ghosts. <clears throat> I'll tell you about the nice one first, and we'll, we'll go to the not-so-nice <laughs> one later. But the, the nice one was a little seven-year-old girl, and she lived on the top two floors, and when I bought the building, uh, which was back in the mid-'80s, it was abandoned. It had been abandoned for about eight years. So it was um, you could see right through the walls. I mean, it was ready to pretty much fall down. But the second floor, which is where they stored all the grain and all the you know stuff for the feed store, had no. There, it was just an empty shell. It was just mm-hmm. it was totally empty. And then the top floor was a little sort of a funky a little apartment that somebody had put together back in the 70s when they were trying to run a little restaurant there. But anyway, this little girl, seven years old, long blonde hair, long dress, 
and I'm guessing probably from the 20s, based on, on the dress, a series of people would see her. You know, they'd wake up in the morning, they'd open their eyes, and she'd be standing at the foot of their bed. And they all described her exactly the same way. The drunk, the, the, bad, the bad ghost. The drunk, <laughs> he was not killed in the building, but he was killed close to the building. Somebody rolled him uh, for money or who knows what, and anyway, he died somewhere close to the building, and he took up residency in the building. And his main, where he hung out was in the basement and the first floor. And obviously the first floor with the restaurant and the bar, that's where he liked to hang out. We also tried to bring him to the other side. I thought, you know, let's get him out of here as well. But he refused to go. So obviously he likes the feed store and likes the uh, the bar and the atmosphere. So some of the stories with him kind of interesting. People will be sitting at the bar and they'll put their drink down. They'll turn around to talk to their neighbor, and they they turn around to get their drink, and the drink has moved two feet, and and they think, wow, have I been drinking that much? But it's actually the ghost that's playing a little trick on him, and he's not a bad bad guy, but he has his little little tricks that he plays. So anyway, he's still there. I, I was going to ask how how much had they had to drink when they when this <laughs> when this all happened. So let me ask you about uh, you taking over the feed store in the eighties. Is that about the right time? Yeah, mid 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 eighties. About eighty six eighty seven is when I got to Westcliff and bought my my ranch and started developing that. And when you took it over, building was as you said before, pretty much of a shell. It was ready to fall over. You told me one time that. It was ready to be condemned. They were going to take it, take it down. Yeah, the city wanted to uh, to basically take it out. It was had been abandoned for about seven years, and every time I'd come to town, and I would, um, I, I dealt with a company called Land Properties, the ones I bought my ranch from, and they had a key to the building. So every time I'd come into town, this one secretary, she and I would go and walk through the building, and I kept thinking. This building has great potential, just great potential. And she would say to me, why don't you buy it? And I'd say, no, 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 not me, not me. (laughs) Anyway, eventually I ended up buying it. And then I just started to to put it together a little piece at a time. And it eventually became what it is today. So some of the before and after pictures are quite dramatic. Um, And I know you worked with some folks in town. Uh, One of our friends, Jack Rose, was pretty instrumental in helping you... uh, bring it to where it is now, I suspect. Yeah, Jack, um, he was a a friend of mine that I met when I got here, and he was actually a car mechanic. And he would take care of my old, I had an old Jeep Grand Wagoneer that was all rusted out, and (laughs) he kept it running for me. So anyway, he he was basically a mechanic, but he came to me one day and wanted to do some masonry work, wanted to become a mason, and he built a chimney for me in my fireplace at my ranch. And... One thing led to another, and he started doing other things for me. And we got to a problem with the feed store. I had some people remodeling, doing some some work on it, and they were embezzling some money, and it was kind of not a good deal. So I I fired this whole group of people that originally started it for me, and I brought Jack in, and we, we really totally finished it out. We tore some things apart, rebuilt some things, and Jack helped me get to what it is today. Mm-hmm. He's he's a genius. He can do pretty much anything. And the attention to detail in there is really amazing. Tell us about some of the unique features within there. And you could start with the sculpture that's behind the bar that you got from Thailand. <clears throat> I mean, that's, that's um, quite dramatic. Yeah, there was... Um, I have some friends that own hotels in Thailand, and so I travel in Thailand and Cambodia a fair amount. And I was in Chiang Mai, 
and I was uh, with an, uh, a Thai architect, and we were buying some things, and I, I saw this sculpture that was unbelievable. And the Thai uh, wood sculptors are phenomenal, and they, um, they, they can do anything. But anyway, I, I found this one piece of sculpture of, I don't know, there was 27 horses, or I don't know how many there are, but it, it's carved out of one piece of teak, four inches thick, three foot by seven foot, uh, one solid piece of teak. It's a, a relief carving. Anyway, the uh, people that had it, it was their personal piece. They didn't want to sell it. And I, I told them, I said, this is, this. I, I've got to have this for my restaurant in Colorado. And they said, well, I'm sorry, it's not for sale. And I said, well, then I'm staying here until it is for sale. <laughs> and when closing time came, I sat there all day. When closing time came, they realized I was serious and they were going to have to feed me dinner. So they thought maybe it's just better to sell it to them and get them out of here. And <laughs> get so them, I was able get them on to, down the road. I was able to buy it, and that's that's how I got it. And I airshipped it back, and then we installed it over the bar. And it's I think it's one of the finest pieces of art I, I've ever encountered. It's really cool. It is quite dramatic. So tell us a little bit about the feed store park. For those of us who are, have just been here eight or ten years. It's like that park's always been there, but I know that's not the case. How did it come to be? The um, <clears throat> Originally, when I bought the building, it had a 20-foot alley wrapping around two sides of the building that divided it from the back piece of property. And the, the alley was not being used. It was just a paper alley that the city owned. So I was able to buy that uh, so no alley would ever be developed, number one. And then after I bought it, a friend of mine, Mike Pearl, who owned an acre and a half, coming off Main Street and it dog-legged around to my uh, feed store in the back, he needed some money, and so he came to me and asked if I'd want to buy that piece of property. So he chopped off an acre, sold me an acre for, I don't know, I think it was 43000 bucks, which at the time I thought was expensive. Now I think, boy, that was the best deal I ever made. So now I have two acres solid, and I thought, what, what can I do with that back piece? And I always thought some kind of a park would be great. And so my original design, I had a little Victorian, you know, raised up deck where, you know, you would have a little bit of music here and there. And, and then as I started to develop it, I, um, it kind of grew into an underground amphitheater. And I put a little theme to it that, you know, this miner owned this whole piece of property. And, and this was his mine shaft. And, you know, then I started building some buildings, you know, the miner's cabin. And, and then where the miner stored is his dynamite. That's where we keep our lawnmowers. And, <laughs> and one thing led to another. And then I started planting trees. And, you know, we planted over a thousand trees. And it just grew. And it is what it is. <laughs> I know there's over a thousand trees. How many species do you think are in there? There's quite a variety. Uh, a fair amount. You know, there's spruce, pine, fir, choke cherries, uh, aspens. Uh, I, I try to whatever would grow in the valley. I was trying to you know put as much together as as I could. Mm -hmm. And that space has been used for uh, weddings, uh, concerts. Your summer in the park series has been there for a number of years. Uh, the radio station has hosted the High Peaks Music Festival there for uh, nine years. Uh, so a lot lot has gone on there since you uh, completed it. Shakespeare plays, you know, the jo the Jones Theater. They use it every year for two to three weeks of uh, Shakespeare plays. That works well. It's got a lot of opportunity. It does. And uh, I can tell you, because I've talked to the folks, that uh, artists that see the park in the amphitheater for the first time think, wow, this is a cool venue. And... 
uh, it goes hand in hand with the great audiences here that are very respectful and quiet. They're quiet concerts uh, from an audience standpoint for an outside venue. So that's, I think that's part of it too. Before we run out of time, tell me about the jail. The jail is part of your thing. Where Was it located in some someplace else in, and you moved it like the feed store? The the jail was located kind of on the back property a little bit. It was built in the 1880s or early 1900s, kind of when the feed store went up. The person that did the um, the block work in the feed store, the stone work, also built the jail. And I guess that was right around 1900 when the feed store got moved. And it was a two-cell jail. It was located a little further back from uh, 2nd Street. And it was pretty much falling apart. It was all dilapidated. And we ended up taking it apart uh, stone by stone and rebuilt it closer to 2nd Street. And I had to remake all the the jail doors. And, yeah, so (laughs) it it looks like it's old, but but we sort of recreated it. Mm -hmm. Now, you've owned the feed store for quite a while now it's uh, for sale now and over 30 years and yeah i do have it for sale so i'm looking for someone that will come in and hopefully carry on the what i started maybe have a similar vision to yeah i hope so i hope so what sorts of things might be in your future you strike me as someone who always needs a project yeah (laughs) projects are important i don't know i'm at a point in my life where i'd like to kind of shift locations a little bit uh, maybe go down into I've been down into Panama and Colombia looking around I have some some friends that live down there so I'm um, I don't know I just want a, a little bit of a change so we'll see I'm, I'm basically LA California and Colorado these have been my two main spots but it's time for a change I don't know where but someplace well good luck on that I know it'll be successful uh, Garrett thanks for stopping by today yeah thanks for having me We've been visiting with landscape architect uh, Garrett Carlson, who's the uh, owner of the Feed Store Restaurant and Park, and we've been talking about the history of the Feed Store Restaurant. We'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m., and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 